I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike, final segment of the day today. I have a confession to make, and it's that uh, I've been a little bit blue today. It started uh, yesterday. I, I think I've told you I am a, I'm a runner. I enjoy uh, running a few miles each day if I'm able. It helps me keep my, bo- my, my mind clear and my body healthy at least. And uh, I went running yesterday. In fact, what I've been doing is uh, I live near uh, downtown Salt Lake City in a uh, little temporary apartment near the radio station. And I have been trying to, to get out of the city uh, each day for a little while. And one of the ways I do that is I, I drive uh, out to near Bountiful and I get on the Legacy Parkway Trail. You know, it runs along that wildlife preserve. There's uh, a little bit of nature I can see. The sun shines on my face, and I run a few miles. And yesterday, I was about halfway through the run, and I there, there's a like a footbridge that crosses up over Legacy Parkway, and I was running across that bridge, and I was on the right-hand side of the walkway, and on the left-hand side of the walkway, there were two women. Uh, one of the two women were pushing a, a baby stroller. Uh, the women had uh, they had uh, big glasses on, covering uh, much of their face, and I I couldn't quite see their their faces as I ran by. But when I when I got close for a moment, I thought, oh my gosh, that looks like so and so, and so and so was someone I grew up with years and years ago, uh, a mother and daughter pair, so family friends from uh, if I'm honest, some two three decades ago. And I haven't seen either of them in a long, long time. Uh, and as I ran past, I thought, ah, oh, no, there's no, there's no chance that could be them. But there was a chance. There was, uh, in my mind, there was this nagging thought that, you know, that might have been them. What a wonderful opportunity uh, I could have to talk to some old friends. But you know what I didn't do? I didn't turn around to verify. I didn't turn around to check and see if those were my uh, family friends from so many years ago. And I didn't turn around and check uh, because I have at least in, in my own mind, developed this hesitancy to, to interact with strangers on the street anymore. I attribute that, of course, to this coronavirus. I am unsure of everyone's sensitivities uh, or the level, level of hesitancy and nervousness they may have and with interacting with folks outside of their household. And I didn't want to intrude uh, on them if uh, me speaking to them or approaching them would uh, you know, be a violation of their sensitivities or, or their plans. Well, Later last night, I got a, a text message. Uh, actually, it was a message via Facebook, and uh, it said, Hey, uh, Lee, did you happen to be running yesterday on the Legacy Trail? I, my mom and I, we swear we swear it was you, but thought, no, 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 no there's no way. He didn't stop. He went, you looked a lot like him, but it wasn't him. Uh, well, you can see how the story turns out. 
I happened to pass by some folks on the street who were uh, lifelong friends of mine. I didn't recognize them immediately. And because I didn't want to uh, intrude or, or violate, like I said, any of the sensitivities that folks may have as we combat this coronavirus, social distancing at all, I didn't go back and check, which I would have done otherwise. Anyway, I'm not really sure the point of this story other than to illustrate that uh, our mentalities may be changing. I know mine is, and I don't like it. I do miss yesterday. I missed six months ago. And as I think about how my little beautiful baby Piper is going to grow up, I wonder if she will have a different experience than the one that I had growing up. Will the world be different from here on out? I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, but the director, director general of the World Health Organization, uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce his name. I don't want to sound insensitive. It's, uh, it's a foreign name, I'll say. Uh, a lot of syllables. Uh, and let me just play for you this 12-second little clip. Uh, this coming from Geneva yesterday, Wednesday. Director General of the World Health Organization had this to say. The world will not and cannot go back to the way things were. There must be a new normal, a world that's healthier, safer, and better prepared will not and cannot go back to the way it was. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I don't think that the way we behaved yesterday, and when I say yesterday, I mean in the era, in the era before the coronavirus, I don't think that we were asking for this. I don't think that our behavior of yesterday uh, brought this about. I think that we are merely experiencing an anomaly of sorts. There is a, a dangerous, a novel, uh, a yet unforeseen foe which we are waging war against right now. And that once we overcome, once we are able to either develop a, a vaccine or a herd immunity or whatever the, the armchair epidemiologists tell us we need to uh, develop in order to win, in our battle against the coronavirus, I think that we will be able to embrace the wonderful, happy lives and practices of yesterday. I so look forward to that. Here's a uh, kind of a comical clip. This is from uh, Governor Gary Herbert. There was a question about uh, shaking hands and uh, if we will be, if we will ever uh, return to a day like that. Here's uh, what the governor quickly had to say. Not shaking hands with people. Find another way to greet them. Bow. Uh, we've talked about touching elbows. Uh, maybe that's a way to do it, too. Now, Governor Herbert, in that instance, as he was speaking, this is uh, some time ago when he announced uh, the Stay Safe, Stay Home directive the, on March 27th. He talked about various ways to slow the spread of the virus, and that's why he made this comment. Uh, the I just want to be clear and fair that the governor wasn't suggesting that we forever do away with handshaking and in its stead move towards uh, tapping elbows or bowing to one another, uh, merely as a temporary replacement for things right now. I cannot wait to shake someone's hand again. I know that sounds silly, uh, but I, I was, <laughs> as I was finishing my run yesterday, I got thinking about that. What will it be like the first time I reach out and shake someone's hand? Uh, what will it be like the day I'm able to return to my workplace or get on an airplane again and visit one of my family members who live so far away and I've had to uh, remain in contact with via technology? Very grateful for that technology, but it'll never replace a handshake. It'll never replace a hug, and I miss those days. There's not any grand point 
to my ramblings here, other than to say uh, we are experiencing right now merely a new now. I am so grateful to Boyd Matheson for implanting in my mind that outlook and that attitude. This is not the new normal, as you heard just a moment ago, I believe erroneously declared by the Director General of the World Health Organization. It is merely the new now. The practices of today are in place so that we can win the battle of today. And the joys of tomorrow will not forever carry with it the stain and the echo of the sacrifices of today. We will be able to smile fully. We'll be able to hug folks fully. We'll be able to shake hands and give high fives and go off uh, to the sporting events. We are going to, hopefully next year, uh, be able to send our seniors off to prom. We'll be able to accompany them to graduation. And when they move their tassel from one side to the other of their graduation cap, we'll be able to do so free of any stress or anxiety because we today have overcome our foe and emerged victorious. And victory will be a return to the happy life we lived yesterday. Businesses will be open, families will be visited, Sunday dinners will be reinstated, and school will be back in session. I look forward to that day, and we're going to make it back to that day, I believe. If you disagree, let me know. 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. That's it for my show today. Tomorrow, I'm going to do a Facebook Live at about 10 o'clock. I'd be honored if you'd join me. You and I can have a little bit of a conversation. And then at 1 o'clock, it's you and me right back here on the radio. Uh, last thing I'd point out, Governor Herbert says he may have some good news to announce tomorrow. About 1.30 on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Next up, it's Jeff Kaplan with Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News. That's all here and ahead on KSL News Radio.